ministry and our missions work in Guyana. Um, Phil and the brother Pastor Shane are going to tell you about that and show you some pictures on uh, on the screens here that uh, I know you'll enjoy. They're going to come up and share together this presentation now about our ministry and the missions work there and maybe a little bit about what we still plan to do as they show you some of these pictures. So guys, come on up here. Now this is not the frickin' frack show. I want you to know that. And this is, so I don't want this to be Abbott and Costello up here. No, they're going to tell us about it. All right, we got another microphone for you, Brother Shane. What goes around comes around. You know, when he came in my office this morning, Pastor had a glow on him. And, you know, he's probably the best storyteller. And not only is he the best preacher, but man can tell a story that just draws you in because I've had the privilege to go out to eat with him and Miss Carolyn, and I've heard some good stories. And But this morning, when he had me going this morning, I really thought that I was about to be left behind. I said, oh, my gosh, he really has a vision or saw something, you know. But, um, you know, um, you can go ahead and put that one first slide up, Rich. And um, before we get to going too quick, I want to just give a, I'm not going to go in to detail on every receipt or anything. But, um, you know, we started working on this mission trip um, a few months back. And through emails and meeting Pastor Shane, we really felt like, you know, we really were getting to know each other on the, through communication. I, I felt like I've known this man all my life. Wonderful person right here. Um, the original budget that we worked up with, and the only reason I wanted to tell you this, was around $23,300 to take care of four objectives. And those four objectives, of course, was we knew we needed to upgrade his electrical service. We knew that he needed to have the place secured because of the bad shape of his doors. And we also knew that uh, he needed a roof. And we were going to pressure wash and repaint the whole exterior of the church. And after going through site quite some time of working with shipping companies and everything, I came to the pastor, and we both had the same feeling. We said, wait a second, we need to regroup. And I am so glad that we did, because tonight you're going to find out that our budget, um, by not having the huge shipping companies and how much the Lord blessed us, that we have been able to save the church $5,300. I have every receipt, Pastor, here. I'll go over in detail with you. I wanted the, our church congregation to know that um, our, we decided that Pastor would send me over there to let me get a nice view of the church, get a layout, to see what we really need. And, and I'm so thankful that we did because... It was a big learning lesson for me because they do construction a little bit different over there than we do here. But I did see some things that I knew without a shadow of a doubt that before we put the roof on this church, it had to have a few more rafters put in it for strength. And we saw more rock. And 
know, originally the roof was going to be about $4,800. Actually, it's been upped now. But keep in mind, even though it's going to cost a little bit more to do the roof, we are still saving the church $5,300. And it'll come to play through our slideshow. Anytime you want to say something, Let me show you how to turn that on first. The pastor set you up. Nope. Oh, yeah. Green. Hallelujah. All right. Sounds good to me. Is that better? No? Sorry. <laughs> when they're getting that straight, um, we got over there to, uh, before I left, Pastor and I met, and he goes, you know, Phil, if you get over there and you see that you are capable of doing a few things, um, by all means, do it. The, the biggest thing that I want you to be concerned about, though, that maybe even put the doors in, at least, because we were told that the doors were literally falling off, and they were. And when we got over there, we found out that, yes, not only could we get um, materials that we thought we needed, but we could get any and everything we needed. And that was a blessing. And that's why it was saving us is now we know where we can go and get what we needed to do this trip. So I called the pastor. I contacted him on the 17th. And I said, Pastor, I said, I can... we feel like between me, Ralph, and Pastor Dominic, and a couple of people that Pastor Shane had, yes, we can um, put these doors in. Um, I need $2,500. And so they wired it over by Western Union. Um, we did get hit with an exchange rate. <laughs> we didn't get the whole 2500 but we got $2,357. And uh, we started from there. Well, we kept being blessed, one thing behind another. Um, we got to where the doors got up, and then we had materials left over from where we had to frame in some doors the way we had to do them, and I'll explain that in a second. But by doing that, we were able to build a little landing porch in front of the church. And then by eliminating a couple of doors and blocking them up, we were able to save quite a bit of money, and I'm proud to say we were able to purchase the windows that was needed for the church as well. And it just was amazing. And I had to get two more thousand, so it was a total of $4,500 that was sent to us minus the exchange rate. And the bottom line, Pastor, we went in the whole, a negative of $13.30 something cents. And I had that in Guyanese money for you. <laughs> Guyanese money for you. <laughs> so we did good. <laughs> We kept the budget tight, and um, we, um, we really had a great time. You know, um, in Isaiah 6, 8, And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And then I said, Here I am, send me. You know, right now I need to go ahead and pray. 
And Father, I just want to thank you for the opportunity to not only give a good testimony here, Lord, but to show you praise and to thank our church for all the help that they have done to help us accomplish what we have done already and the best is yet to come. I praise you, Father in heaven, and I just can't thank you enough how wonderful it is to serve you, Lord, and to go out and to serve you in places of unknown. I thank you for my new friend here, Pastor Shane. I thank you for the other many friends that we have met and the opportunity to witness while we were there and the miracles that we saw. What a blessing it was to serve our church, Lord, in honor of you. Amen. So anyhow, and the four objectives, like I said, was to get those things done. So if we move to the next slide, um, I wanted to show a point of interest of things. This is stuff that I took pictures of that it touched our heart. Um, you know, um, I'm not here to embarrass anybody from Guyana. This is the culture they live in. They, they are used to things. Um, I remember one morning going out of the side of the church and going to the restroom. I knew when pastor came back, he talked about a little bathroom. And um, when I got back, I asked the pastor, I said, did you ever look in there? And he said, no, but, but you know, I remember you were in the restroom out there, and I just broke down crying, you know. And I said, you know, God, give me the wisdom to figure something out here. And, and he did. I want to prove it to you what he did. But this is the restroom facility. Um, if you were standing out on the street looking in the front of the church, it's on the left side of the church. And take note of the concrete, how it is smoothed over there. Um, they've been in the process as they get the funds. They mix up their own concrete. And they're slowly grouting in the open block areas because they need a couple more windows, and by getting it smooth on the outside, it would better prepare the church for either stucco or paint. And so everything over there is hard manual labor, I can tell you that. It was impressive to see the work that people not only did, but the amount that they uh, produced. And this makes you appreciate it here at home. It really does. It, it changed my heart big time. It made me a better person. Uh, go back. I'm sorry for a second. Justin, just in passing, I'm sure you would have heard uh, either Pastor Bill or Pastor James talk about the roosters um, while they were preaching. If you look to the left of the screen, you will see some just beyond the fence to the left on that screen there. Um, those are the pens where the roosters um, would be in. So they, obviously their, their clock was off and um, they would disturb us from possibility. And possibility. They don't give you no respect. I, I, the first day that we were have a work day over there, Pastor Shane um, dropped me and Ralph off with some other people from the church. Him and Pastor Dominic went to go get some things and Ralph says, Phil, come over here, come over here. And I went over there to the side door, and we're looking over the, it's not but as far as from here to there to the property line, and there was three guys in the backyard, and, and two of them had uh, 
rooster on each side, and they all got a circle, and they dropped the roosters down, and, and they had a rooster fight. And so um, there's a lot of that that goes over there. They do that to earn money. I mean, it's, but they must have about 20 roosters over there, I think. I mean, they're, oh, my gosh. So, you know, we got to see some things. And then the next slide, <clears throat> this is standing like if you was in front of the outhouse, um, looking towards the front of the street. If you were out on the street, it would have been on the right side. And the illustration here is to show you how close the property line is. And if you look at that one door there, how the top hinges is broken and come off, you don't have to worry about that door because that's been replaced. So we're just trying to show you some things that you know, the, the four pictures. So the next slide. Um, this I wanted to illustrate to our church and what has to be done. This is one of the, one of two rafters that span 28 feet across. And it's, if you knew anything about construction like I do, the engineering of it is just wrong. <laughs> and not because... It's wrong to the fact that um, it's not strong uh, because their wood over there is harder than concrete. I can assure you of that. But um, the way the cross members are coming straight down, over here, if you ever saw any rafters or trusses, they are scissor type. That keeps that from bowing. And what's one of the things that I saw that created some leaps in the church was that it has a slight bow to it. Simple fix. We need to add six more rafters, and we need to make them scissor type so the center doesn't bow. And that's why the roof is going up a little bit more to when we go back. But not only will it enable to give the roof strength, we will have something for a future down the road to where they can put a ceiling in eventually. Our rafters over here are 24 inches on center. Those are going to end up being about four to five feet apart but it's going to be a much stronger roof. So that was what the, And see the board coming down? That's what I'm talking about. But now the boards that's running long ways, those are called purlins over there. They call them boards. That's what they nail to. We call them purlins. That's what we nail to is purlins. Um, you can see the darkness in those wood. That's right. Um, the roof is in bad need of... Of replacing y'all. Um, Sunday, the last Sunday we were there, Pastor Dominic was preaching, and and it's, my heart melted. There was this little lady, I forget her name, but she had a little mom, and she was going around in different areas, and as it was raining, I mean, Ralph was sitting there, and the little thought hit you on her shoulder, and, you know, they were right there. They knew where the leaks were. They, they, they would just cater to us. They waited on us hand and foot, and the hospitality over there is just unreal. It, it, you know, it, it, it's hard. I can only imagine it's hard to give a message with someone walking around with a mom, you know? And, and so, you know, we won't get that fixed, okay? <laughs> and it's not your fault. It's just way. <laughs> so, next slide. <laughs> well, here we go. Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Y'all see who's called Dewey, right? No more surprises. 
You believe that, right, Ralph? Um, we, um, when we got there, we took a picture of ourselves, and our, our adventure started. So let's, go on to, let's get off of this. Um, this is the uh, original electrical service that they had put in, and uh, not put in, but that was the original before we put in a new service. And so you'll see what the new service is going to look like here in a minute. You can go ahead, and there's your new service. We did that. <clears throat> you know, I'll tell you how honest this man is. We get over there, and he goes, Brother Phil, i got something to tell you. Um, the uh, electrical service didn't cost what I originally told you. And I said, really? I'm thinking, oh, gosh, man, this is going to be maybe another 100 to 200 dollars more. He goes, I owe you about $15 or something. <laughs> I says, Pastor Shane, you did good. He has enough service now to fulfill the needs of that church and worship center and the addition, future addition. Goal one was achieved. The next slide. This was the front entrance. The door on the right was the, uh, if you picture coming in our entrance, we have double doors. The door on the left is, is um, when, when I knew I had the doors on the way, I walked up and I shook the door and it fell off of my hand and I just threw it down on the ground. That's, a, that's what they had. And then... Uh, and he got uh, really excited once we got the new doors because... He didn't wait until the truck got uh, stopped properly because we didn't come. We had uh, we drove in my car and we got there. I think before the truck got there, or either uh, probably a little bit after. But he was so excited after receiving those doors. I just stood back for a little while and said, "He has got all my excitement about those doors because he just went. He left the car." Pastor Bill just went right, got his screwdriver, and he didn't wait for any help or anything, and he just started ripping those doors off. That's how excited he was about those doors. And I'll tell you something else about the doors. Um, just in between, I'll, I'll interrupt him a little bit. You know, it's those doors are so important to us um, because what had happened was... A couple of years ago, we had really struggled to get uh, a PA system uh, up and running in the church. And uh, after a number of years, we finally got uh, a small uh, size. Uh, some of these, uh, we had like about four of something like this uh, in the church that we would normally uh, use. And uh, um, the amplifier and the stabilizer, all the drop cards and all the things, that, the mics and the mic cards, we had about four of those uh, mics and the cards and, and then one um, one Saturday um, I received a call from one of our leaders that asked me, well um, we know you were at the church because I was at the church earlier uh, in the day and we're just calling to see if uh, you probably move any of our stuff I said, well, no, I didn't move anything. Um, what's going on? 
and said, well, Pastor, there isn't anything here. Um, that's on, I was there, I think it was a Friday, and then they went to tidy up the Saturday before church on Sunday. And that's when I got the call on, on Saturday. Um, that every, just picture what you have here right now on stage, and the, the monitor here, the keyboard, and when you came into the church on the when I walked in the church the Saturday after receiving that call, there was nothing there on stage. There was no wire, no cord, no mic, no 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 um, power, uh, no you know amplifier, no nothing. Everything, no power um, strip, no stabilizer. It was gone clean. And uh, so I just wanted to emphasize the importance of of those doors. Somebody had uh, broken in and stolen everything. All right. Um, I found a new lesson that no one gets in a hurry over in Guyana except for people that teaches driver school. Okay? Because I had heart heart palpitations every time I rode with a certain individual that teaches driver school. And... um, but, you know, when you go buy things over in Guyana, picture going to Home Depot and you want to buy some doors. You go to the door area and um, you tell them what you want and they give you a little ticket. And then you've got to go to another department if you want mails and you get a little ticket. It's divided up in zones with different things. Painted is a different department. And everything is purchased through all these departments. And then you go and to one cashier. You wait in line patiently. And um, you cash out. And then you go through another security area. And every day, if you got a bag of things, uh, they check everything and they stamp each ticket. And um, after we got our lumber ticket stamped, we had to walk probably far from here all the way down to where the offices are and I'm up on a truck there and that's when I found out that the doors weigh about 140 pounds a piece and they are solid doors and incidentally this is called purple heartwood that's the original color comes out of the Brazilian rainforest in Venezuela and that's its natural color Diana too and um you can't drive a nail in it. You can't screw a screw in it. you got to pre-drill every hole. And we found that out because I had to go buy a drill and <laughs> drill pits. You just can't. It's that hard. I've never seen anything like it. But the craftsmanship is done by hand. They look just like our panel doors. Those things aren't going nowhere. I even beefed up the hinges because of the weight of the doors. Instead of doing a two and three-quarter, I put a four-inch and, you know, standard here, we would have done a two, two and three-quarter inch wide, and we had put extra heavy-duty hinges on. So that's us getting the doors, and uh, you can move on. Um, we're there waiting on the delivery, Ambassador Dominic and Ralph. Uh, the back shoulder here, this little girl is JL. She, she took up with me. She stayed with me the whole time. She's 18 years old. Is that? Herman's daughter. Um, Herman's one of his elders, and 
this little girl uh, has graduated, and she's studying to be an apprentice in plumbing. And she kept telling me, you know, uh, Mr. Phil, Mr. Phil, let me drill, let me drill, you know. And I didn't realize she was 18 years old, for one. But you know what? She can drop a hammer and she can drill better than I can. <laughs> and she worked herself so hard every day. And so you move on. And, uh, this is when we got the front entrance ripped out. And um, the... You can see the one door down on the right. That's the one I pulled off and threw down on the ground. And um, so we can move on from there. Um, it took two of us to bring the doors up. I got the strongest people. I got Ralph and David. David's the guy on the left. Ralph's the guy on the right. <laughs> but, you know, the doors were, you can see we already put the big, see the big heavy-duty hinges up on the top left. Uh, Andrew's watching. Um Andrew was another helper we had there. Them two guys really worked hard. I'm talking about from sunup to sundown. They were there. When we got there, they had already done so much. They they were actually trying to take the work away from us, and we were trying to take it away from them. But we got to knowing each other so well. David and I had got to share some personal time together, and um, he's ready to come to America. He wants a job here. He wants to bring his whole family. But, you know, we talked a lot about God, and, and you know, Pastor Shane, I really think he's, 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 he's there. He's getting If you knew him, you know what I'm talking about. But he's such a wonderful guy. Okay? Here's the doors going in, and there's my helper over there on the right side. Um, the, um, we were trying to, uh, to square the doors up at this time. This was putting up um, the final... Um, door stops, because I, what I did is I took, and I think I might have a, another picture that I'm going to show you, but I put, when you shut a door, you have what they call here, a door keeper. There we put a door stop, because I didn't want no one to be able to pry them doors off. And they're going to need a chainsaw to get in there now, I think. We put the most heavy-duty uh, hardware on there with dead bolts. I want you to take note of the window over there on the right side. Those are jealous, chalice windows. It's missing panes. And um, um, Pastor and I, I would email him. Um, he, he kept asking me, you think you might be able to get to the windows? He didn't know it. I was going to surprise him. And, but we had already ordered the windows because I saw we were making great time. Our only worry was is the, the, they were making the windows there. And um, the window guy kept saying it would be maybe Saturday evening, but this man has pulled. <laughs> and we got him that morning, sometime or early before noon. And um, so we were able to get him ready, and, um, which you'll see here shortly. So that's, uh, I, I can't tell you how heavy those doors are. Ralph is holding a shim that's down underneath it. We're having a pre-drill. You can see a drill there. I had a pre-drill. Um, we're putting the door jam trim around the door at this time. The, even the, the door molding over there is made of that purple arm. And it's just beautiful. And, and that's all natural color. We didn't put no paint or anything. We did furnish and buy some clear coat to put on it to seal it. So it'll have a sheen on them. And it's just beautiful. Okay. Um, goal two was achieved. 
There's the trim around the doors. The doors are in. If you notice, the front porch is there also. When we got there, there were six doors to be uh, replaced, and the building is approximately 28 by 50. And I asked Pastor Shane, I said, why do you need all these side doors? He goes, well, I really don't need them. And I said, well, um, he took me around the corner, and there was a block man. He took me, it was, what, about eight houses away around the corner, the guy that would make the block. And the man mixes up the mortar and the concrete and puts them in a bucket, and they put them in molds and make them. Everywhere around there, there's people that make their own blocks. And we stopped there, and Pastor Shane said, I need 90 blocks tomorrow. And I'm thinking, there's no way. And he looked at Pastor Shane, he says, only for you, only for you. Well, I'm here to say, the next morning the man had him there sitting there. And what we did, it was so less expensive with concrete and block, we blocked up um, two doors, we blocked them up. And that gave us the money we needed to buy the windows. And by blocking up the doors, we had to buy material to frame because they poured a seal all the way around the side doors. So because we had to make the doors wider than what they were, we made them a three-foot door, ADA. And um, so the material that I had left from the framing, I was able to frame out a porch. It's called hardwood, and it's hard. And you can see how we framed up. Uh, you can go back. Go ahead. You can see how they framed up those doors in the middle, but see that with the block stacked up there on the bottom left. When we got there that morning, David and, and Andrew done had the doors cut out, and they had the doors already. The other ones, were they almost had them already blocked up. I mean, them guys know what they're doing. And the middle one is where they framed around them, and they took buckets and poured mud in them. And the next morning, you can see the gray concrete on the right around that door. It was as solid as a rock. And all we had to do was set the door in there and, and, and um, get it hung. And they're very efficient. They know what they're doing. And it's amazing. If it wasn't for them and some of the other ladies there, um, and, and, of course, me, <laughs> and Ralph and Don, I tell you, I've never worked so hard in my life. It's been a long time since I worked that hard. If it wasn't for the help there, but the, the thing that we all have to remember is not what we did, it's who we did it with. That's what the mission was about. We were able to share our thoughts and work together as a team. There was no I in team. I mean, we, it was just such a wonderful experience. Okay. We worked late that night because on the front doors, you see the big heavy-duty barrel bolts. I have them going up there uh, and going down in the floor. We drilled into the concrete. These things are like six inches long. They're half-inch barrel bolts. We had to make one of the doors to be a dead door, but they can still pull those barrel doors and open them both up. And um, we worked late that night. Pastor Dominic, uh, earlier that day, went back to the hotel. He was preparing for his message. And by the time we got done, man, we were so hungry. 
I mean, we were—I mean, we about passed out. We were worried about Pastor Dominic was going on 10 o'clock at night. But I told the guys, we cannot leave until we can secure these front doors. Everything else was secure, and I said, we're not leaving. We have to stay here all night. So we go to the next one. Ralph, did you? Tell the truth. That's not, That's another story. That's that's the best avocado salad you ever had. <laughs> you saying you need to say that? Yeah, I told you I'd never say anything. I was told that when you talked last, that you brought that up, and so many people were calling me at home saying, "What's up about that? Y'all want to hear about this? <laughs> you sure? Well, I'm gonna make the long story short because." Um, um, it was late, and we were on the way home, and, and, you know, I was tired. Ralph was tired, and we said, we don't need anything hot. We just need a sandwich. He goes, well, you know, I can take you to the best place to get salads, and and um, I'm telling you, it's just so good. They got subs, and so we said, okay, no problem. And we were worried about Pastor Dominic because we figured, well, he's probably already ate, and it was late which we found out he didn't, but we shared our salad with him when we got to the hotel. And we pulled into this place, and there ain't no drive through over there. You have to go in. And when we walked in, there's pictures all up up there, and I'm looking, and there it was, man. They had a four-piece fried chicken dinner. And I love chicken. And so I said, I want the chicken. And they said, the, the sweet little lady says, I'm sorry, but um, I'd have to drop some. It might take 16, 20 minutes. Well, Ralph and Pastor Shane looked at me, and I were hungry. I said, okay, um, no problem. I'll get a sandwich, you know. And so Ralph ordered a sandwich. I ordered a sandwich. And Ralph says, I don't know if I'll a salad. And Pastor Shane says, yeah, that's good. I get that all the time. That's good. Stuff. And so um, I said, well, give me one, too. Pastor Shane liked it. I knew I'd like it, you know. And, and um, the, the little lady behind the counter, um, she was so beautiful. Um, pink lipstick. Very sweet young lady. Um, and very cordial. And, um, of course, I had this other older lady working on me. But, um, anyhow, um, Pastor Shane says, I'm buying y'all's meal tonight. And um, he steps up to the counter and he goes, you know, you got two old pieces of chicken there. You ought to give that to them. And she says, I can't do that. That would be stealing. I don't know. I'd lose my job. And um, he goes, well, but it's old. And they're talking back and forth. And me and Ralph are standing behind looking at each other. And she goes, I tell you what, won't you take me home? I know why we went by there now to get that famous salad. I think, I don't know, but I'm not one to talk. But by the time him and her got through talking, they unloaded a pile of chicken that I could have gotten. So I didn't get my chicken. And on the way out, she said, you sure you don't want to take me home? And he said, no, I can't do that. But he did witness to me. But that's how the avocado salad came out. So the rest of the trip, you know, 
um, we were talking about the avocado salad, and so that's how that came up. It was a fun time. Um, it was funny. We were tired, and um, and she was a very sweet girl. She is very beautiful, and she did have pink lipstick, and so on. Okay. Okay, move on. Um, Pastor, here's your windows coming in. We ordered some nice windows, and um, you can go and move on. Um, we're holding them up in place to see how they were going to fit. And um, i tell you, in a minute here, you're going to see wonders. Um, you can move on. Um, you know, Pastor Dominic, um, you might not think he didn't do a lot, but he really did. He he coaches on. Um, he did some things. He, see that wood on the bed right there? He picked up wood around the church and even made some props for that. And I'm picking on him, Pastor, but no, he really did study hard to prepare a wonderful message. And we got back to the motel, and, and uh, I got a snapshot of him putting his props together, and he really studied hard. His heart was there to really try to, to reach out to Guyana, and he did. And um, it's okay. Um, here's the old doors and the front doors. That's the old on the left and what the new looks on the right. So there's the before and after of the doors, and it made a big difference. And uh, the next shot, um, you can look at the old window on the left and the new windows, what it was going to look like. And then the next shot, there's the old electric and the new electric. And the next shot, and there's your front. With the windows installed, we cut arches in top out of concrete. Do you see a big difference from the left to the right? Look up how the concrete was mudded in on all of that across the front. It was all mudded in evenly. It was sanded down and mudded beautifully. The front of the church is ready for paint or stucco. It's so beautiful. And uh, we can show you another picture. And there's a good picture of it. That's the front of the new Ebenezer. <clears throat> you know, I thought hard, and I, I had to leave with a word. And I did some research, and that's not a scripture. That's just something that I wrote down. You know, as believers, we're called to spread God's words and to love. And to make a positive difference in the world, whether it be for our loved ones or for strangers from another country. And to me, that's what I found out of this missions trip. I saw a lot of love, a lot of unconditional love. No one asked us to do anything. And the love came from teachers like our pastor. People like him has taught me who I am today. This wasn't my missions trip. This was our missions trip. And the real missions trip is yet to come. And before I end, what I'm going to say, there is a new budget on things. There was a flyer handed out last Sunday in the bulletin. There will be another one coming out this Sunday. And in the near future, um, once Pastor and I finalize some things, we'll start setting up the, the trip to go over and replace the roof. Um, 
I want everybody to pray hard in this budget. I included an addition. I saw over there that footers were already dug and poured and the steel was turned up in the back. And after questioning what all that was, that was for a future add-on to the church to where they need two bathrooms and a shower, a small office, and a little kitchen. And when I did the measurements, it was roughly 15 by 32. Whenever I was told how much it would cost to pour a concrete floor and block up all three walls and to get it roofed in, I liked to fell over because it could be done for under $5,000. So if you took that figure and you added it in with the new estimate of the existing roof with all new wood, all new purlins, and adding six more rafters to make it strong, that's 6200 There's four lights in that church. They're two foot wide, and they're hung down by little chains. They're little strip lights with one bulb. For $1,400, not only can we add new lights that would brighten up the church, that would also help us put in two huge industrial fans to be mounted way up high to where they couldn't walk off. They'd be mounted. And then cleaning and repainting the outside of the church. We've had paint already donated to us. It's an estimated to have it shipped for $400. Just keep a safe margin on that in case the paint didn't arrive. I estimated $950. That gives a total budget of $13,550. The original budget on this project was $23,300. If I took that figure and I subtract that, you would find out that there would be a difference of $5,250 saved, and that includes the addition. This church needs restrooms. There's running, there's running water there, and I'm not going to stop until they get them. I know, I just know, that first scripture was quoted from Isaiah. Here I am. And there's other people in this church saying, here I am. We know this. And Pastor Shane, it's been an honor to get to know you. Pastor, I thank you for blessing me and trusting me to take men over there. And if God's willing, I'm willing to go back as soon as we can raise the $13,550. There's men in place over there that are willing to start building that addition which is just under 5000 That can start a week ahead of time. They say within a week they can have it up. The second week we can show up and put the roof all the way down, and they will have two restrooms and a shower, and it's needed. So pray for this, y'all. In the near future, we'll be talking about fundraisers. There's some special people here, my wife, Debbie, and Sherry. Sherry, raise your hand. And Debbie. These are people that's been on the outside that has helped us get to where we were right now. Believe it or not, they were helping on the team before we want to send them. They stepped up. They were sending out emails. They were helping on things. And, um, you know, it, you don't have to go over there to help. We all have talents. And God knows, and you know your talents. And um, what a wonderful thing it was. So I'm going to leave it with you now. 
I want you to know I love you and I'm glad to meet you. And um, I do like avocado salad. You know, we worked hard. There is one more shot. You know, on the way home, there's some guys. You can go ahead and show it if you want. There were some guys that were just plum tuckered out on the way home. Not me. I couldn't sleep because I had to sit in front of three people snoring. So I got them back by taking their picture. And um, so, Pastor Shane, if you want to say anything, I love you. And thank you, church, for allowing this to happen. Amen. I just wanted to stand with him and to give him the support that um, he deserves, not that he, he needs it, but I you know, just really would like to say thank you um, for your support from the bottom of my heart on behalf of Ebenezer uh, back home and um, trying to make it quick so that I don't start to cry, uh, just to say thank you. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, Pastor Bill, uh, for being a blessing uh, to us. Thank you, uh, Brother Yu, um, for, uh, you know, you and, and Pastor James um, were instrumental in, in all of this. And um, I want to say thank you uh, also. All right? God bless you. Checking on the schedule thing with Pastor Shane. They want to make the announcement. Hopefully, we can make the announcement about this coming Sunday. The last Sunday of this month, I'll finish his visit here, and I hope he's going to be able to preach for us, working out a couple of things to try to make that possible uh, on the last Sunday of the month. But that last Sunday is going to be a day for Guyana. We're going to show Guyana everything here, and we'll show things on the walls and on the screens. And show people where it is. Uh, I don't know if you've ever gone and looked it up on your map, but get a map of South America. And it's on the, on, the, on the east coast of South America, up toward the top of the country, just below Venezuela, on the coast, right on the ocean. You see just below Venezuela is Guyana, Suriname, and the countries around it. Guyana is where we're concentrating. And, and when Pastor James Jordan and I went down there, in January for meetings and shared in a conference and, and he preached and preached Sunday morning. He and the roosters preached on Sunday morning uh, <laughs> at Ebenezer in their church. There's a crowd of roosters that live next door and I said the only thing that, the main thing they don't have they really need is they need a rooster assassin down there. They are called, I mean they're competing with the church service. But but God touched our hearts and really moved on my heart, and I, I really believe this is God, folks. This, this is when we when we build the work of God wherever, enable people to reach more people for Jesus Christ, and God blesses us for it. So we're going to do these projects as funds come in to do it. And if we have all the funds necessary, next time our trip comes up, we don't know just when, but not too far off. Whatever funds we have, we'll go down there, and that's the work that we'll do. If we can raise all of it. We'll go down and get it all done, but we may make two or three more trips down there to get it finally all done. And there's one thing I really want you to pray about when you pray for Guyana. Pray for the funds to come in that we need to do this. And one more thing, there is a house right next door. When you're looking at the church 
straight on. Right, right next door, there is a, um, right, right to the right, right to the right of the building. You, you see that? You see that little shack right beside it? That's not their property. That's somebody else's property. That's the corner in the main street of the street of the church. And that's just a little old shack up on stilts that the owner rents out. I want you to pray that, that God will move and cause that owner of that property to sell it to Ebenezer, Assembly of God. That God will give that property to them. We don't want the house. They can take the house to whatever they want to do with it. But we, we want that property to be able to expand this church because when this work gets done, God's going to send a, a crowd of people into that church. And there are people down there that are hungry for the Lord, I will tell you that. The reason we have to put the fans, the reason we have to put the fans up in the church and mount them, and mounting them so people won't steal them, even with those doors, uh, they'll be harder to get in now than it ever has been. We won't be secure anyway. Mounting the fans because there's no air conditioning. There's no, I don't know. Did any church down there have any air conditioning? I didn't. The one I preached in Sunday night didn't have any. I'll tell you that. That was uh, O'Brien Welch's church, Pat Simon's brother, pastor of that church. I preached that on Sunday night, and I said. I can't, I, my memory has to go way, way back to remember when I preached and, and finished preaching and my shirt was dripping wet and the jacket I was wearing was dripping wet and soaked through with sweat and drip and, and sweat running down my legs. That's the way, <laughs> that's the way, but I'm not used to that climate and don't want to get used to it either. So <laughs> thank the Lord for air conditioning and comfort that we have, but, 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 but you know, but, but we want to be a part of the move, a move of God there. And make it for people to be able to come into church and worship God and 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 and, and all the blessing that look when we look at all that we have, it ought to stir our hearts to want to share with brothers and sisters in Christ. And I know it does you. So the last Sunday of this month we're planning to have a day for Guyana. Ask everybody to give a special offering. They'll go to missions, all go to the Guyana and uh, raise all the funds we can for the next trip. And people continue to give. It doesn't have to all come at one time, start giving. You just designate it on your offering for Guyana, and that's what it will go for. And uh, all of this will be missions credit to us, but that's not what we're doing it for. We're doing it because God's laid it on our hearts. And so we've kind of taken as a sister church, uh, Pastor Shane's congregation. And uh, I'm so glad that he could come up here and be with us for this time that he's been able to share with us. And, and count that as a, as a real blessing, and I hope he's going to be able to preach for us on the last Sunday of the month. So, uh, uh, when 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 James Jordan and I went down there, I had no idea, and I'm sure he had no idea. We had no idea all that was going to come out of that. We went down there to preach to them, but God laid it on my heart to do something, and that's what we're doing now. What God's led us to do. And I know you're agreeing with that. And you praise the Lord. So let's just keep praying that God will open every door for us to do what He's put us there to do. Amen. Everybody.